What's going on, guys? Welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast. We are presented by Total Beverage, where DNVR listeners can get 30% off of your purchase of $25 or more. But make sure you use the code DNVR2019 online or on the Total Beverage app. Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area. They also now have CBD products as well. So for all your beer, wine, liquor, spirits, also CBD needs as well, make sure you guys choose Total Beverage. Harrison Wint here along with Brendan Vote on a Monday. How was your weekend, man? My weekend was great. I went to my first Buffs tailgate. I okay. saw Ralphie run for the first time, so my first Buffs game as well. And then I did my first show between the Rocks, the Red Rocks last night. Wow. So I'm Mac DeMarco. So you they, crossed off a couple of uh, big bucket list things to do in, uh, here in Denver. I feel like a real Denver right now. I'm a convert, <laughs> man. Officially DNVR. Yeah, for sure. I was at the CU game, too. Uh, everything went really well. Tailgate went well. Pre-game went well. Ralphie ran, but the Buffs didn't win. The so. game did not go so well. <laughs> it was a good game, though. It was a good game. Yeah, it, it was. Beautiful day up in Boulder. A lot to get to on today's pod. We're officially done with training camp. We don't have to drive down to the springs anymore thank, thank god. god thank god no the training camp uh, i think it went great everything ran smoothly shout out to nuggets pr for making our jobs easier throughout the entire week i thought they did an outstanding job running everything uh, but training camp is in the books we got a preseason game on tuesday nuggets up in portland we got practice on monday so a lot to get to on today's show we're going to go over winners and losers from training camp run down each player on the roster keep it simple did they win did they lose? Did they kind of just stay the same at training camp? So we'll, we'll kind of tie a bow on, on a training camp today. All right, well, let's go over some winners and losers from training camp. Start with the point guards and the guard position. Let's start with Jamal Murray. Did he win or lose training camp? You know, it was. I'm going to go a slight win for Jamal. Mm-hmm. I thought he did seem a year older in terms of maturity. I thought he did seem a little more filled out. And obviously, a lot of people look good coming to – to training camp in preseason, but looks like he's been working out, and we know he's been working hard with Billups and Kobe. So, guy who wants to get better seems like he's putting in the work to get better, and seemed a little bit more mature. So, I think those are all those are all W's for Jamal. Yeah, I'd say he was a winner too. I like what you said there because you always get the sense that Jamal has this burning fire inside him to get better, and he's doing everything in his power. You know, to do that, going to work out with Kobe, working out with Chauncey Billups, you definitely get that sense from him. And we rip on the Kobe thing jokingly, but that again, that's just a sign that he wants to compete with the best players in the world, hone his craft. And, you know, I talked about this with Adam. The truth is Jamal's a guy who takes those kind of tough shots anyway, man. So if you're going to learn that technique and that will to win from anyone, might as well be the Mamba himself. I actually think he's got a lot more Kobe in his game than than people think. Me too. I've always compared him to Lillard and Curry, and I still think he, he emulates a lot of those players, like best qualities, but he's got a lot of Kobe in him too, just kind of the Mamba mentality, the killer instinct, the tough shot maker, the guy who just wants the ball in his hands when the pressure's at an all-time high. He's got a lot of Kobe in him. That Boston game, right? It wasn't this ruthless efficiency or, or finding his spots for the yeah. open space on the floor. Like he was hitting backbreakers yeah. in people's faces. And so I'm with you, man. So yeah, like all jokes aside, if someone wants to go and put that time in, spend time around not just Kobe, but Kawhi and some of the other best players in the game, it, it 
the question is, is Jamal going to go out there and earn that contract? It looks like he spent his summer putting himself in that position. Mm-hmm. Another reason why I think he was a winner from training camp, no significant injuries for him. Do you remember last training camp when he came into camp with a bum ankle and that really hampered him throughout the first, what, month, month I was and a half say of the that, season? Yeah, that persisted for almost the first half, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. He looks good. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jamal, we're always talking about how he's capable of like enduring stuff and playing through injuries, but it'd be nice if he didn't have to. So, yeah, good start. I'll tell you what I'll be watching for Jamal Murray like throughout the first couple months of the season, really this year, and it's going back to a comment Mike Malone made at Media Day. Is he going to take some of that leadership mantle? Mm. Did You caught that Malone comment from Media Day yep. that he wants – Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic to take that leadership mantle from Isaiah Thomas. And I actually thought that was kind of interesting how yeah. he name dropped Isaiah Thomas when talking about Denver's leader from last year, because that was definitely true. He was their leader in every way, shape and form. But can Murray become that guy? I'm fascinated to see if he can. And I think for both of those guys, part of that is leading by example, not just with play on the court, but demeanor, yeah. attitude, approach. And they both seem to be getting better. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Jokic in a second, second, but you only get so much from training camp. But I do think you get a little bit of a vibe in terms of mindset. And, and Jamal seems uh, a year older and, and ready to step into this. Let's move on to the other member of Denver starting backcourt, Gary Harris. I got to say he was a big winner from training camp. I've never heard a team and his teammates talk about somebody's body as much as they've talked about Gary Harris's body and just how he looks this year. It seems like uh, he came into training camp in great shape. He's down like 15 pounds from, you know, his playing weight last year, or at least when he what he came into training camp as last year. So seems like another big winner as well. Yeah, we've long speculated that maybe one step they could take to curb the injuries, the lower body injuries is is just this, maybe a little less of the football body and the football mm-hmm. lifting. It was interesting to hear Malone just say that flat out. Like, hey, he was coming in too heavy. And when I say that, I, I just, you know, he meant that he was just lifting too much. Right. So, yeah, he, he was, was jacked. Jacked, yeah. It's not a question of the shape he was in, just maybe too much. And yeah. and so, yeah, he looks a little thinner. Um, but, again, I also liked his demeanor. I thought he was calm, cool, collected, a little a – little, looser with the media than usual mm-hmm. smiled with us but uh he, he just seems like a veteran at this point no? yeah well he really is he man. is i mean when looking at the age of these guys on this nuggets roster first off gary harris is the og he's one of the founding fathers of this team along with will barton those guys are the only two who really predate michael malone and so he's old from that perspective and he's also one of the kind of older statesmen of this locker room and it's kind of hard to believe Someone has to be, right? (laughs) Yeah. So I think he was a winner as well. Uh, We'll move on to the backups at the guard spots here. Monte Morris, pretty quiet training camp for him just in terms of the outside noise. But from all reviews, all accounts, he's had a positive training camp. Should be set up for another big year. Monte looks stronger to me as well. Looks like he's definitely put on some muscle, and I think that will definitely help him. We know that. Uh, yeah, no, I think so, man. I, I put down Fermonte neutral, but that's got to be a positive, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're a Nuggets fan, don't change anything. Monte yeah. Monte's doing just fine. I think I'm with you. He looked a little more filled out. But, you know, Monte is going to quickly grow into a veteran role himself, even if it's not by – might be by the end of this season. You know, he hasn't been around long, but he has that kind of veteran leader 
kind of intangible feel to him. So I think mm-hmm. he's ready to step into that as well. Malik Beasley, probably in the same kind of grouping as Monte, a guy who didn't really go up or didn't really go down. The one downside about Beasley's training camp is that he's not included in the small forward competition. And that's a competition I thought he would be grouped into. I actually have have Beasley down for a negative. I'll start with the positives. Mason Plumlee was asked about guys who shined, and he brought up Beasley quickly, unsolicited. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he looks great, but... You know, we heard Malone talk about asking Gary to come in a little lighter. No one asked Malik to do that, and he certainly seems to. I mean, I spoke with him. He said he lost some weight. Seems like a diet thing. Looks about 10 pounds skinnier. That could be a good thing. We'll find out. Uh, But but insofar as it doesn't seem like that was something the team asked him to do, Mm -hmm. then I I view that as as maybe a small concern. And then, of course, this is no knock on him. He did, the I think, the right thing for himself. But anytime you see a guy turn down an extension and switch management, switch to clutch, uh, and you're trying to read the writing on the wall, I, I have Malik as kind of the big loser in this training Oh, camp. interesting. Interesting. I don't have him as that much uh, as a loser as that. The agent thing, interesting for sure. There was that report out there that he declined a three-year, $30 million extension from Denver, and he rightfully declined that. If yeah, that as he report right. was accurate, I have a feeling he could make nearly double that on the open market. And um, yeah, the agent switched to clutch. I think that maybe is a sign that he just wants to get paid, which like That's could be clutch's a, rep. a W for him. But within the context of of you know adhering to team goals and, and all that, yeah, you know, from a Nuggets fan perspective, I I had him as a slight negative. What did you think about him not being included in the small forward competition? Because that was a little surprising to me. When you look at the lineup numbers from last year, Denver starters were great with him at the three. You know, alongside Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, Paul Millsap, Nico Jokic, uh, they didn't play as much as the starters with Will Barton or the starters with Torrey Craig. But, man, that lineup killed it offensively and defensively when he was out on the floor. And I personally thought the uh, response Malone gave me when I asked about that question was a little weird too. Yeah, I asked him, "Is Malik a guy you see who could start the three? And Malone said, "If we had him at the three, we'd have one of the shortest lineups, just kind of lengthwise in the NBA." And I'm thinking to myself, "Man, he's not that much smaller than Will Barton, if at all." So I thought that was a little odd. Yeah, and maybe with Malik's frame and physicality you could argue in some cases he's more suited to play the three mm-hmm. Malone did say maybe in stretches right but yeah as far as starting there he's out uh that I can't say that surprised me but you're not wrong <laughs> how, how much bigger is Will Barton really an inch maybe half an inch yeah an inch right and he's certainly not you know stronger he, he's certainly not more suited to guard threes than Beasley is right I mean, Torrey Craig gives you more length for sure. Wancho obviously gives you more length. But, like, Will Barton is the incumbent at the position, too. No, I thought that was a little surprising. Um, But maybe it's just in an effort of – he has so many things to figure out in this rotation. Malik slides nicely into those backup shooting guard minutes, and, Mm -hmm. you know, he'll figure out the rest from there. But but maybe no need to add another name to the list in the logjam. Yep. Hey, guys, I hope you made it out to the Breck Brewery Hootenanny this last weekend. Got some good feedback from some of our listeners who were out there that said it was a great time. Uh, There was free food out there, drinks, games, really everything you could ask for. Uh, But if you didn't make it to that, it's all right. They've got a lot more events coming up throughout the fall. Uh, So keep it locked to this podcast. We'll let you know about all those coming out and 
Also, be sure to try out their beers if you hadn't. I've been talking about the Strawberry Sky all summer. It's a little early to crack one right now. We're recording this Monday morning, but Strawberry Sky, it's been my go-to beer all summer long. Their uh, newly released Colorado Core is great as well. Uh, so check out all the Breck beers. You know, we couldn't recommend them enough. Usually we're uh, sipping on them while we're recording this podcast, but 10.30 in the morning, a little bit early, uh, I think, for a Breck beer, but you know, maybe I'll have one tonight. All right, before we move on here to the forward position, you guys may or may not have witnessed our very own Ryan Koningsberg experience a pretty rough hangover after the Broncos draft party and preseason game at Blake Street Tavern. If you haven't, this video is worth checking out on Facebook at DNVR Broncos. Vita Mobile IV came to Ryan's rescue, and I mean they really came through. Vita Mobile IV comes to your home, office, dorm room, or wherever you need some serious hydration. Vita Mobile IV is made up of professionals passionate about preventative health and the benefits of IV therapy and alternative medicine. Recover and recharge with Vita Mobile IV. Download their app. Request a skilled IV drip therapist. Sit back and relax because they come to you. Don't forget to use promo code HYD20 to save 20% off of your first IV drip. Visit VitaMobileIV.com today and learn more, or just download their app and book your appointment. That's HYD20 to save 20%. All right, small forward. The big talking point around training camp, I'm sure it will continue to be the big point of discussion throughout the preseason, Will Barton. What do you think of how he went throughout the week i'll say slight negative here as well obviously the hamstring um injury injury is even too strong of a word but kind of hang up he's dealing with it's nothing serious but when you're coming off the season he had you want to hit the ground running Mm -hmm. confident and then his response harrison to uh, the question about the open uh position battle at small forward interesting which there are multiple interpretations of to be had but either way i just sort of get the sense that um, there's either a lack of communication or, or Barton's not quite on the same page about um, whether or not there should be a position battle. And so for me, it's all about are people's goals aligned with the team goals? Because last year, everyone's goals were aligned. And so coming into camp, I'm looking for maybe 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 think places where that's not the case. And, and Barton and Malik are the two guys that stand out to me in that regard. Interesting, interesting. My read on his response that he didn't know there was no open competition i have to believe he knew he definitely knows (laughs) even if it wasn't something that they discussed internally i'm sure he saw the reports out there somebody sent it to him that no michael malone said at media day there'd be an open competition i feel like uh, i know every player in the entire nba has deleted their social media accounts (laughs) (laughs) not sure if you heard breaking news uh but i have to believe somebody would have you know, told him that in the lead up to training camp or at least throughout the week. But I had him down as a loser as well because the injury and he wasn't really able to take part in, you know, a lot of the full contact five on five throughout the week. And of course, that means that Tory Craig, Wancho, MPJ, those guys obviously gained a little ground on yep. him in that small forward competition. So I feel like that position battle is still definitely up in the air. And I, got the feeling in the lead up to camp that he would at least be the leader in the clubhouse, but that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. Last year or, or maybe two years ago, Will Barton was the heart and soul. And I just don't, I'm with you. I don't think that's the case. And I, you know, I don't know why 
and whether that's the injury or what, but he seems a little distant and and maybe a little distracted. So I'm with you there. Tory Craig was a big winner of training camp for me, and it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the Barton injury. It, Barton not being able to play and all the five-on-five five throughout the week gave some more opportunity to uh, Tory Craig. And from all accounts, his shot looks a lot better this year. And I watched him shoot a lot this week, and his shot looks smoother, his release looks smoother. And, you know, if he can be the 40%-plus guy from three he was over the last couple months of the year last year, I mean, I feel like he might have the inside track on this job. That's the number one thing you'd want to hear he's been working on, right? Right. shooting. And we know he worked hard on that last summer. I still wonder, I, I, you know, I can, Tori's so raw, I can conceive of him as a guy who shoots quite well in training camp and practice, and mm-hmm. then in a game it's another another thing. But as you said, we've seen stretches where he can kind of clear that threshold. And I think Malone trusts him defensively to the point where, if it's anywhere near 40, even if it's just 36, 37, and he's moving well without the ball, I think Malone's going to play him. Yeah. Definitely seems like a guy who you can probably pencil in for some minutes right now. Yep, I would agree. Wancho, another winner for me. And it's really the same line of reasoning I've, I've got with Craig. He looks confident in his game, looks confident in his body. He's fully healthy now. He had a big summer, and I would still probably put him – a little bit behind Craig if I'm just putting together a small forward depth chart right now, but you got to think he's definitely made up some ground on, you know, him on Tory Craig and Barton in this small forward competition. Absolutely. And riding the momentum off of a great summer for him. Look, you Wancho had mono and then he needed surgery on a core muscle. So it's fair to have questions, to have doubts. There's a good chance he falls out of the rotation again, I think, but there's also the, the the possibility that the really good Wancho and Gomez is still still there, and if he plays alongside Jokic with significant minutes, that we'll see more of that. So this is the summer Wancho wanted to have. This is the summer you wanted him to have if you're a Wancho fan, and I think he's a winner as well. Here's a stat I've got for you that I had in my article and the chat I had with Wancho that went up on the DNVR the DNVR.com over the weekend as a starter. Last year, Wancho averaged 11.2 points, 6.3 rebounds, and shot 42.5% from three. When he came off the bench, he shot just 28% from three. Wow. No surprise that he puts up, obviously, better numbers as a starter, more playing time there. You're playing alongside better guys. You're playing next to Nikola Jokic, for crying out loud. But the fact that he shot so much better from three as a starter than he did off the bench, that was interesting to me. It is. I mean, what do you attribute that to besides just the talent? You, you know, the playing time obviously has a big thing to do with it. Um, as a starter, he's probably got a little bit of a longer leash, mm. play a little more relaxed probably, and you know, you know your minutes are going to be a lot more consistent there. Um, but I also think it speaks to the fact that he's just got really nice chemistry with that starting group, and especially Jokic. So. Even if he doesn't start... I'd like to see a point where, where you're seeing Wancho on the floor with some of those guys for significant stretches. He's just such a weapon, and it's I've said it before. I think it's the number one thing we've been deprived of in this era of Nuggets basketball. Yeah. I, I laid it out in the article, but the case for him to start the three, it's pretty cut and dry. In my opinion, when he's playing at 
his peak. He's the Nuggets' best pure catch-and-shoot threat on the entire roster. And he's also a great fifth option in a starting lineup that features a lot of high-usage guys who, who will have the ball in their hands a lot. Yep. You know, and he's the perfect guy to kind of play that fourth or fifth option uh, in a lineup, especially with those starters. The last forward or small forward we have to get to here, MPJ, a big winner for me. I think he's the winner, right? And he's he's won the two main events so far. He won media day and he's won training camp. No doubt about it. Mostly because he's healthy, but also because by all accounts, he looks good. By all accounts, his approach is, is right. He's saying all the right things. And it's easy to do that, sure, but I don't think he was last year when he first came in. And, and so you just listen to his comments. It's less about me, 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 and I, and more about we and what he can do for them. So obviously until he steps on the court, you can only get so excited. But I'm at my I'm at my MPJ peak right now. It's man. hard not to be. He's healthy, and I said this last week, but my biggest takeaway from just him and – what he had to say about his team and what his teammates had to say about him, you get the feeling his game is respected now. I definitely got the feeling after the year. Remember all those comments we heard at the exit interviews, even from guys like Paul Millsap. He's been talking. He's been talking. He's been talking trash all year on the sideline. You know, we'll see what he can do at summer league. We'll see if he can back it up. It seems like there's a mutual respect now between Everybody on this roster and him when it just comes to his game. I think that's a big development. Strong agree. Strong agree. And it seems like he's slowly gaining the respect of Malone, who is about as measured and tempered with the MPJ stuff as anyone. He's going to work him in slowly. But by all accounts, Porter Jr. has done everything he can to earn himself a a chunk of minutes at the start of the season. I do have to give the Nuggets credit. I think they've handled this Porter thing about as well as they possibly could have in terms of tempering expectations, uh, but also – you know, just being honest that this kid has so much freaking talent and it's going to be hard to keep him off the floor. I like the way they've handled it in camp. It did seem like it got a little outrageous over the summer. I mean, most of it was coming through the media, but, you know, we know where the media gets gets that noise sometimes. So I, I did feel like the MPJ hype had reached absurd proportions in the summer, but it's better now. It's better now, yeah. and we'll see, we'll see him on the court soon, Harrison. Uh, I do like how they handle it during training camp. Before we get to the front court, Got to tell you guys about Strava Craft Coffee, a game-changing coffee. It's the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. These guys' reviews are incredible. Make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It's helped decrease anxiety. You name it. CBD is all natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty. We couldn't recommend it anymore to our listeners. As Strava says, drink deeply, live fully. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the code DNVR20 at checkout. You'll get it shipped straight to your door. Let's move on to the front court. I guess we can start with Nikola Jokic, big man in the middle. What do you think of uh, his training camp? Another winner, another winner. And I'm going to sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but it's, it's from that maturity perspective. We were worried about his attitude, his excitement level after a long summer of basketball. Mm-hmm potentially being basketballed out. Um, Then the story involving the alleged actions of his brother comes out, and we're wondering how he's going to handle that. And he was great with us the next day in the media. And this is a guy who seems, I think, in a better place mentally than I was expecting. And maybe that's reflective of a step forward in maturity 
And and again, that's the number one thing. More more than on the court, right? More than any move he can add to his game, Jokic needs to shore up that mental thing. And and I think we saw encouraging signs from him this training camp. Strong agree from me. Another reason why I thought he was a big winner from this past week. Michael Malone talked about this a little bit. I was curious to see how it developed, but he doesn't really seem to be showing, at least right now, any effects from a long summer with Serbia. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I asked Malone at training camp how they're going to manage his minutes throughout the preseason. He's definitely going to play two games, maybe three, definitely not four, but it seems from all accounts he's been a full participant throughout training camp. They haven't really had to give him much time off. He wants to be out there. He wants to be playing. I think that's a really big positive. I'll acknowledge uh, maybe the elephant in the room, some pictures of Jokic looking a little bigger. I think he does look a little bigger. I also don't think that is an issue, and I think we've learned that lesson now. Right. And if anything, maybe he plays a little bit better with a little more weight on him. Maybe from the injury perspective, right, if you're playing lighter, you're less likely to get hurt, but he plays below the rim. It's fine. So I, I have no issue with the way Jokic looks right now. I don't either. I mean, I've spent so much of energy, and uh, I, I've spent way too many words and podcast episodes over the last couple of years talking about him coming into sh- camp in really good shape. I don't, don't think it's an issue at this point. Yep, yep. it's old news. <laughs> uh, Mason Plumley, you know, another guy who had a pretty quiet camp, I think. Yeah. Uh, but you... I don't know. I don't want to say he's a loser because, like, we think the same thing about his playing time now that we thought before right. training camp. It seems like it's going to go down this season, but he he pretty much stayed the same, in my opinion. Yeah, neutral at camp. Where he lost was, was the summer, yeah. the offseason. But we just didn't get to hear much from him. You know, he's interesting with the media. Sometimes he doesn't have much to say, and sometimes he's pretty insightful. And his comments about Malik and Michael Porter Jr.'s shot selection – um, I, I thought were, so it was nice to hear from him. But, yeah, we can't really speak much to the camp he had. Mason Plumlee always has a good perspective because he's been on a lot of different teams. In a lot of different Think roles. Think about when he was a rookie and he was in Brooklyn. He was on a team with Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, all these vets. Yeah, sure. In Portland, you know, a young team, but, you know, still with some veteran presences. And he's and a then playoff he, player there. Right, yeah. and then he comes to Denver, and he's like the oldest guy here, you know, before Paul Millsap got here. <laughs> he's had a wild career and he, you're right he probably does have a rich perspective and you know I don't I'll tell you the last thing I'll say on Mason minutes or not expiring contract or not trade piece or not we're not going to hear him complain mm-hmm. his head's going to be down he's going to work hard he's a consummate pro so you know neutral from training camp it was quiet but he's also kind of the last guy you're concerned about yeah from a mental you're place. definitely not yeah concerned yeah. about his mental state at all last couple guys here Paul Millsap what do you think of his training camp? I liked how enthusiastic he sounded when describing the physical shape he's in, mm-hmm. how good he feels. Really important to remember, we've we've hit on this a couple of times since the relaunch, but the, both of those injuries were freak injuries, not necessarily reflective of him breaking down. Uh, the volume and scoring has gone down, but he's still an efficient scorer. So he sounds jazzed, and I think you I, you have to be too if you're a Nuggets fan. He sounds great. Sounds like he's ready to go. He seems re-energized a little yes, bit. Yes, that's the right word. He seems re-energized, and uh, yeah, I think he wants to win a ring. He did, You know, one thing he said on media day, didn't get a lot of attention because it was buried underneath all the championship talk. He was asked if he thinks this is the best team he's played on, mm-hmm. and he said from a talent standpoint, I think so. 
And Millsap's been on some good teams. He's been on some good teams in Salt Lake City. Of course, he was on the 61 Hawks team. Yep. But top to bottom, this team has more talent than that 61 Hawks team. That was a team that really played above its talent level. But, you know, you got to say Denver's got more talent. And there's so much uncertainty because it's Denver. There's this sort of unfortunate history. Things don't usually work out for the Nuggets or their fans. But you look at the 16-year-old veteran, and like when he seems excited and he yeah. seems confident, yeah. you have to feel that same way, I think. Last guy to get to here, unless I'm forgetting anybody. I don't think I am. I, I, I don't think we need to go over the two-way guys on this roster no. or um, the guys on non-guaranteed deals or training camp deals. But Jeremy Grant, uh, I got to say he was a winner because everything we've been talking about in terms of how good we think he was going to fit – and just how he seems like a Denver Nugget in terms of uh, how he impacts the culture here, just his makeup as a guy, his mentality. Everybody that we talked to kind of echoed that. Everybody that we talked to said he's already fitting really well. Uh, players, coaches, and just from a cultural standpoint, everything that we were saying seems to be aligned with how you know he's made an impact in his first couple months here. I agree, and you would never want to make the mistake of thinking – if you're in our position that you know these guys or you have real insight into their personalities. But from the snippets we get, he does seem like the rest of the guys on this team. He seems like he was born to be a Denver Nugget. It really feels that way. He reminds me of Gary Harris, right? Like, yes. from, And then from a play style, he's going to slide into everything they're trying to do. So if anything, I thought maybe we'd hear a little more about Jeremy Grant. Mm -hmm. um, but, but again, like in the summer of MPJ, a player like Grant's just going to fade into the background. Uh, because he's just doing the quiet things that, you, you know, playing defense, blocking shots. What stands out are, are guys like MPJ. So not worried about Grant. Quite excited about him, actually. Certainly. So I think that wraps it up. Mostly winners for us. A couple guys staying neutral. A couple guys we're a little bit worried about. Right. But, but um, also, like, both of those guys, if Barton comes out and he's healthy, he looks good. Not worried. Malik right. comes out and he's shooting 40%. Not worried. For sure. For sure. Let us know what you let us know what you guys think. If you agree with what we said, disagree, if you've got takes of your own. If you are a DNVR subscriber, log in on the DNVR.com, leave a question, comment, nuggets take on the bottom of this podcast, on any story or on the site. That comment section is only open to subscribers, and we'll go ahead and read those questions on a show later this week. Before we before we go though, gotta get some iTunes. Got to get to some iTunes reviews because I told you guys, if you leave a five-star review, I will read it on the show. And I'm sticking to that. So go on iTunes, type in DNVR Nuggets or just DNVR. Go to our podcast, click five stars and leave a quick review and I'll go ahead and read it on the show. Got a few reviews to read today. This one comes from Minor Threats. He says, great to hear someone actually talk Nuggets in this town. Uh, agree. Strong agree. This one comes from fake underscore engineer. Awesome pod. Got me to describe for all the written content too. five stars. This one comes from Canada Goose 40. This five star review is solely for Adam throwing it to break without having any ads to play. That was amazing. <laughs> Peak point of the podcast so far. This one comes from I love Rockies. As a diehard Nuggets fan with only one friend in real life who cares about the team as much as I do. <laughs> I know your pain. This podcast is a godsend intelligent analysis that still has a personality and voice. I'm excited for the upcoming season and listening to this full team of commentators, especially my favorite, Adam Morris. 
Oh, man. I think Adam's brother wrote that review. Yeah, I was going to say. I really thought that was going to be me at that time. <laughs> Last one of the day. This one comes from Tractor T. This five-star rating is not for this being a sports podcast, but a sleep podcast. I've tried everything from Lunesta to melatonin, but nothing knocks me out like sports reporter Harrison Wynn talking about the Denver Nuggets. Oh, thanks, my God. Thanks, Dad. Especially in the middle of the offseason when there is no news to report, yet he grinds out 45 minutes nonetheless. His soothing, unenthusiastic, not particularly dynamic delivery is perfect. Summer episodes where he'll chat about the best Nuggets players of the 70s or the stats of a Spaniard Nugget playing in an exhibition game in China do the trick. <laughs> Thank you so much, Harrison, for doing what medication could not. That's from Tractor T. Five stars. Good Lord. Good Lord. All right. Well, as I said, if you guys leave a review, a five-star review on iTunes, I'll go ahead and read it on the show. He'll uh, read so, any review. So keep those coming. Even the reviews that bash me, I will go ahead and read them. You don't have to keep doing that. <laughs> oh, I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> well, I think that's all the time we got for today. We got Nuggets practice on Monday, so we'll fill you in on what happened at Pep Center on Tuesday's show, as well as preview the first game of the year. Preseason game, that, that being said, but still – We'll have some Nuggets basketball to talk about. We'll preview that game in Portland on Tuesday. Talk to you guys then. Hey, guys, before we get out of here, Total Beverage right now is giving the DNVR fam 30% off their purchase of $25 or more. But the thing is, you got to use code DNVR2019 online or on the Total Beverage app. Make sure you download it today. As you may or may not know, Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area from Lakewood to Boulder and from Aurora to Brighton, and they have the lowest prices in the state. Plus, they now offer CBD products. That's right, from drinks to gummies, you can enjoy CBD products on your next visit. Don't let this offer pass you by. Order today and receive 30% off of your purchase of $25 or more. Better yet, don't leave the comfort of your home and get it delivered. 